the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. It's in the wilderness that you actually learn that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. You don't learn that when it's ankle deep grass and rolling hills as far as the eye can see. Because there's no lack of anything there. But when you're there, that's where you learn. It's in the wilderness that you learn. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He brings me to green pastures. He brings me to still waters. He causes me to lie down. Are you in a wilderness season? In today's message from Pastor Dan, he shares with you that sometimes the wilderness can be hard. Oftentimes it's pretty isolating and rough. However, God promises to always be with you and to never leave you. There are great tools to be gained in the wilderness seasons. Tools of faith that will help you later in your life. Pastor Dan encourages you that in the wilderness, you learn that Jesus is your shepherd. Jesus is your strength and the rock on which you can depend. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 21 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We need God to remind us over and over of the promises that he has made to us or promises that he has made regarding our children. We need to hear it again and again. Things like, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I know that. I I can point it to you in the Bible, but I need to hear that. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Or, you know, uh, God works all things together for good. I know that. Romans 8, 28, I know it. But I need to hear it. Often. Or no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Yes, that's right. I forgot that. I know it. I can find it in the Bible. But I need to hear it. Or, Or don't worry about your life. That's a good one for 2020. Don't worry about your life. Matthew chapter 6, what you'll eat or what you'll wear. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That's right. I need to hear that. We need to hear the promises of God over and over to build up our trust. Faith comes by hearing, and we need to hear it over and over. And so here God just repeats to Abraham this promise that he's already made regarding his son Ishmael. So that Abraham knows that God has got his child. That his child is going to be okay. That his child, a child's life is in God's hands. And God has a plan for his child. It makes it easier on Abraham to do what he's got to do. So verse 14. Abraham rose early in the morning. Then you like, like this morning with the daylight savings. And 
you just, you, you just felt so spiritual waking up and it was really, a, you know, it was a free hour. So Abraham rose early in the morning and look what it says. He took bread and a skin of water, that would be an animal skin, a goat skin, and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar and he sent her away. And then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. First of all, I want you to note here that Abraham immediately obeyed the Lord without delay. He was immediately obedient. It reminds me of when Jesus called his disciples, when he called Peter and Andrew, who were fishermen, and Jesus said to them, if you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And immediately Peter and Andrew dropped their nets and followed Jesus. Immediately. They didn't say, let me think about it for a couple of days and I'll get back to you. They didn't say, let me put in two weeks' notice at my job. They walked off the job. And they immediately followed Jesus. Immediately obedient. And here, Abraham, he, he heard from the Lord. His wife told him, this is what I think you should do. And then the Lord told him the same thing. And now he wakes up early, it says, the next morning. I mean, he's, he's, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to put it off at all. He wakes up early the next morning. And he sends Hagar and Ishmael out. But did you notice he sent them out with only a bottle of water and some bread? And if you're like me, you read that and you're like, wait, that's all he gives them? Remember how rich Abraham is? He's a wealthy dude. He's got a lot. And he gives Hagar and Ishmael a bottle of water and some bread, sends them on their way, goodbye, farewell, au revoir. Now, if, if, if it was me, if I, if, I, if I was Abraham, you know, this is my, this is my son. I, I'd send them out with a whole caravan of camels and cases of water and Yeti coolers full of ice and sandwiches and snacks and gift cards to restaurants and some cash so they can put a deposit down on an apartment. And I'd help get them all, you know, all situated and all set up. Why just water? Why just bread? Well, I'll tell you why, because up in verse 13, God has promised he will make a great nation from Ishmael. And the fact that Abraham gives them only a bottle of water and some pita bread shows that Abraham really believed God's promise for his child. He really was trusting God's promise for his his son. He really believed God's word. Ishmael doesn't need Abraham's provisions. He's got God's promises. And you can see that here. You can see Abraham's faith in God's promises. You can see his faith in action by the mere fact that he just gives them a skin of water and a few pieces of bread. For those of you that are parents, do you really believe that God has your child? He really is going to take care of your kids. You know, we, we do baby dedications here periodically with newborn babies. And what, what are we doing with a baby dedication? We're, we're coming before the Lord with the family and the whole family of God is standing with this family. And we're lifting that child to the Lord. And we're acknowledging to God that this child is a gift from you and trusted into the parents. So the parents are just stewards of that child. But the child belongs to God. 
And you're dedicating that child's life to the Lord. And we pray and we ask God to have his hand upon that child and to guide that child and to be with that child and protect that child. That the child would come to know the Lord and follow the Lord. That God would give the parents wisdom and and raising that child. Well, do we really believe that? Abraham believed it. You know, maybe, maybe the Lord has given you a specific promise regarding one of your children. Abraham has a specific promise regarding his son Ishmael. God's going to make a great nation from that kid. And it, and it would be, you know, it would be weird if Abraham said, God's going to make a great nation for that kid, but, I, but I'm going to get them all set up, you know, with all of my resources. Well, then who's making the great nation here? And Abraham really trusted. He really believed God. So he sends Hagar and Ishmael out. And I want you to note here in verse 14 uh, that they go out into the wilderness of Beersheba. The wilderness. That's important. Where they go. They go into the wilderness that surrounds Beersheba. And I want you to remember, when you read the word wilderness in your Bible, don't think like a forest. Don't think the Appalachian Mountains. Think desert. They go out into the desert with a bottle of water and some pita bread. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in the desert. (laughs) But even if you go out in the desert, you know, on an air-conditioned bus, and you're out in the desert for five or ten minutes, you're ready to get back on the bus. I have a picture for you. You want to bring up the first picture for me? That's the wilderness of Beersheba. That's desert. That's where they go. They're out in the wilderness of Beersheba with just one bottle of water and some pieces of bread. You can bring up the next picture. Also, the wilderness of Beersheba. Do you notice what's on the hillside there? I don't know if you can tell what that is. It's sheep. It's a flock of sheep there. You know what this is? This is green pastures. I'm not kidding. When you think of green pastures, you think of, you know, ankle-deep grass as far as the eye can see and rolling green hills and green mountains in the background and a nice trickling stream going through the middle of the field and all of that. When the Bible talks about green pastures in Psalm 23, that's a green pasture. That's a, quite, a very different picture from what we have in our minds it's, you know, when, when it talks about the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me into green pastures. Right? We picture, you know, enough grass to feed us for a decade, but that's a green pasture where there's enough grass to feed you for today. And then he's going to take you to another green pasture, your shepherd, where there's a little bit more grass for you to eat for tomorrow. Daily bread. See, it's in, it's, it's in the wilderness. Psalm 23 is a wilderness psalm. It's in the wilderness that you actually learn that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. You don't learn that when it's ankle deep grass and rolling hills as far as the eye can see. Because there's, there's no lack of anything there. But when you're there, that's where you learn. It's in the wilderness that you learn the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He brings me to green pastures. He brings me to still waters. He causes me to lie down. 
Ishmael and Hagar, they are in the wilderness of Beersheba that we just looked at. You know, in the Bible, there are 12 different words for wilderness. There's 10 in the Old Testament. There's two in the New Testament. And I want you to listen to how Jeremiah the prophet describes the wilderness in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 6. Listen to what he says. This is, and think, this is where Ishmael and Hagar have gone with a bottle of water and some bread. It is a land of deserts and pits, a land of droughts and death, where no one lives or even travels. That's the wilderness. That's where Hagar and Ishmael have gone with just this bottle of water, some bread, a land of deserts and pits, a land of drought and death where no one lives or even travels. Now listen, give me your attention. We, you and me, we go through wilderness seasons in life, don't we? We, we go through times where we find ourselves in a, a wilderness and what Ishmael and Hagar experienced in this physical wilderness, we experience in the wilderness seasons of life. We experience it emotionally in the wilderness. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Like Ishmael and Hagar here, you look at this story, uh, often we are sent out into the wilderness unexpectedly. One day everything is fine, the next day suddenly everything changes, and you're out in the wilderness, just like that. With Ishmael and Hagar, one day everything's fine, the next morning, early morning, Abraham wakes up and says, here's a bottle of water, here's some bread, hit the road. And now you're out, and you're in the wilderness. The wilderness can be overwhelming. The wilderness is a lonely place. Jeremiah said, no one lives there. No one even travels there. In the wilderness times in life, you can feel alone. You can feel isolated. The wilderness is disorienting, right? It says, Ishmael and Hagar wandered aimlessly is the idea. They were lost in the wilderness. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know the right way to go. They lost all sense of direction. They're just wandering around aimlessly in, in, in the desert. And so too for us in these wilderness seasons that we go through, uh, that come into our life, we, we feel directionless. We just wander around, drifting around, not knowing where to go, not, not knowing the right way, how to get out of it. Verse 15, and the water in the skin was used up. And she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. I'm sure they went through that bottle of water pretty quickly. You know, in the wilderness, you use up your resources quickly. They don't last long in the wilderness. And again, when we're in a wilderness season in life, we use up our resources, our emotional resources, or maybe your financial resources. It gets all used up very quickly. Then she went and she sat down across from him 
at a distance of about a bowshot, for she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. You know, in the wilderness seasons of life, we can lose all hope, we can suffer despair, we can feel like there's no way out, there's no way we're going to survive, there's no way we're going to make it. It can be emotional for us. We just sit and cry. It's just so overwhelmed. Feel like giving up. And here's, here's the thing, here's the thing. Here's what Hagar learned and Ishmael learned during their time in the wilderness. In the wilderness... You're never alone. You're never alone. God is with you. God sees you. God hears you. And God will get you through. Again, it's in the wilderness that we learn. The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. My Lord will provide for all of my needs. You learn that in the wilderness. When all hope is gone. When all the resources are dried up. When you don't know how you're going to get through the day, you learn. The Lord is my shepherd. Now watch what happens here in verse 17. And God heard the voice of the, of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, I love this. What ails you, Hagar? <laughs> Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. I mean, here she is. She just, you know, she's, her son's on a bush. Under a bush, you know, a bow shot away, however far that is. And she's sitting, you know, across from him. She can't look because she knows he's going to die any minute. She's going to die. She's laying there. She's weeping. She's crying. And God says, what's wrong, Hagar? Don't be afraid. It's, I mean, it's, just so, it's such a casual question. God's not, God's not in despair here. God hasn't lost all hope like, like Hagar. What ails you, Hagar? What's wrong? Don't be afraid. The way that he asked this question reminds me of the time when Jesus is on the boat on the Sea of Galilee with the disciples. Remember that story? And they get caught in the storm and all of the disciples think that they're going to die, that they're going to perish in this storm. Remember that? And what's Jesus doing? He's sleeping in the stern of the boat. Mark's gospel says he's sleeping on a pillow. He brought a pillow with him. He planned on napping. He knew there was going to be a storm, but he planned on napping. And the disciples, they finally wake Jesus up in desperation. And what do they say to Jesus? Don't you care that we're perishing? And Jesus gets up and he calms the storm with a word. And then he turns to his disciples and says, what were you afraid of? Just so casual. What were you afraid of? Jesus had told them, we're going to go to the other side. He didn't say, we're going to go out to the middle and we're going to sink and drown. A terrible death in a storm. That's the plan. He said, we're going to go to the other side. There's another story that I love in Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 9. This one's crazy. A demon-possessed kid is brought to Jesus And we're told in Mark 9 that the kid is is laying on the ground at the feet of Jesus. There's a crowd gathered around. The kid's dad is there. The kid is on the ground. He's demon-possessed. It says that he is uh, convulsing violently. It says that he's writhing on the ground and he's foaming at the mouth. 
And then it says, and Jesus looks at the dad and says, how long has this been happening? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You know, like you and I, we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, what's going on? And Jesus, how long has this been happening to him? Jesus isn't freaked out like we are. He's not worried. He's not, he's not troubled. He's not full of despair. He hasn't lost hope. Hagar thinks that she and her son are about to die at any moment. And the Lord says, hey, what, what, what's wrong? Don't, don't be afraid. And then look what he says in verse 18. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make a great nation of him. Hagar, don't, don't you remember what my promise is? Don't you remember I said I will make of him a great nation? Don't you remember what my plan is for your, your, your son? It may, it may look like to you right now in the wilderness, it may look to you that I have forgotten you or that I have forgotten my plans for you or that I have forgotten my plans for your son. May look, it may look like the end, but I still have all these plans. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. There, there might be times where you think or you feel forsaken or you feel left or you feel hopeless, you feel despair, there's no way out. But, but God would say, don't you remember my plan for you? Don't you remember my promises to you? Now look at verse 19. We're almost finished. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And she went and she filled the skin with water and she gave the lad a, a drink. That well of water was there all along. Hagar just couldn't see it. She just couldn't see it. You know, when, when you're in the middle of a mess, it's, it's hard to see things. It's hard to see things that are right there. It's hard to see past your, your, your misery. And we need the Lord to open our eyes. So that we can see the, the relief that He has provided for us. The relief that's been there all, all along for us. And so she... So God was with the lad and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer and he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran. As I said, that's the Arabian Peninsula. And his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. Listen, just in closing here. Jesus said, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. The well of Jesus Christ has always been there for us. Always there. And maybe you're in a wilderness season right now. Many, many people are in a wilderness right now. 2020 has been a wilderness for so many of us. And maybe, maybe you're in a wilderness where you feel isolated, you feel alone, you feel directionless, like you're just drifting, you feel hopeless, you're full of despair, you can't see how you can possibly survive, you're, you're at, at the end. Listen, you need to drink from the well of Jesus Christ. You need the living water that Jesus Christ provides. And it is available to you. Jesus Christ will satisfy your soul and refresh you. While you're in the wilderness. 
passage doesn't say that God miraculously snatched Hagar and Ishmael out of the wilderness and put them in a holiday inn. They're refreshed while they're in the wilderness. Jesus Christ will refresh you while you're in a wilderness season. If you come to him and you drink. He asked me how I know and I say bring sure than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There'll be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, please be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.